Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. So, to into the sermon. <laughs> that was for free. I am always looking for something that I can believe, that I can know is true. I don't want to, I can't believe something unless I know it is true. Like, I don't want to attach my faith to a lie. And unless I can see that it is absolutely true, I just don't know how I'm supposed to have faith in it without lying to myself. So what can I believe for certain? There's so much in the Bible that we can debate and we can argue over and you can have two opinions and both opinions are powerful and maybe both opinions are right or one's wrong and one's right. But what can I know for sure? When I started taking Christianity seriously, that was my number one question and I don't know that it's really changed. So I'm talking about pathways to the supernatural. How can we as individual people and how can we as a church engage with the supernatural and develop the supernatural in our own lives. We've just finished looking at all the gifts of the spirit and the tongues and healing and prophecy and discernment of spirits. But how does this stuff operate in our lives? And I really believe the key is found right in the beginning of the Bible in Genesis. In the beginning, God created. What is more supernatural than creation? It's so supernatural that it created the natural. <laughs> so God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So there was God, and there was the Spirit. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. So there's God, there's the Spirit, and there's the Word. And God said, let the expanse in the midst of the waters, let it separate from the waters. And God said something and it happened. So God, the Spirit, the Word. Um, and God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, fruit trees bearing fruit, in which is, that's verse 11. Oh, you're fast. Well done, Eli. <laughs> Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, fruit trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And so it was. So God spoke and he set the natural laws in motion. So God created, whoa, and God said, let us make man in our own image after 26. Let us make man in our own image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over their livestock, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. 
Fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So there you see God intends something. He speaks it. It happens. And not only that, but he made us in our image. He made us in his image. He said our image. Um, And he gave us dominion. He gave us control. He told us, be fruitful and multiply. Take these natural laws, take these spiritual laws, and apply them. So, we've got God. What does he intend? We know from everything we've listened to over the last few months that God intends healing. God intends for us to prophesy. The Apostle Paul said, I wish that every one of you would prophesy. I wish that every one of you would speak in tongues. So God's will on these things is clear. God wishes for his church to operate in the supernatural. So we've got the intention. Uh, And we've got the word in John chapter 1. I'm sure many of us know the scripture very well. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything that was made made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That was speaking about Jesus. I could go on and read that, but let's move on. Jesus is the word. So God spoke the word to the, into being to the point where the word went, became into being. And he came down to live with us. This is the gospel. God gave us his word. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. That was Jesus' last words to his disciples. So Jesus, the word comes and the word accomplishes everything on earth that it was intended to accomplish in that coming. And then the word departs and Jesus says, I'm sending you my spirit. Don't do anything until my spirit comes. And that is because the Spirit is surety. The Spirit is power. The Spirit is the guarantee. If you can go to the first in Ephesians, Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. In him also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory so you guys know what a seal is like when there's a letter you stamp and what does that stamp mean it's official it represents the person the stamp comes from and we are God's epistles the gospel is written on our hearts so the Holy Spirit not only keeps what God placed inside of us inside of us unable to be tampered with, but he proves what God has done. And right here, when the Holy Spirit comes, the church starts and it proves what Jesus did. 
Without the Holy, without Pentecost, there would be no church. That proved that that was the final proof of who Jesus was. So, how does this all apply to me working in the supernatural? Mark chapter four. I just need to read one verse here. Do you not understand this parable? And Okay, here it is. Do you not understand this parable? Verse 14. The sower sows the word. God sows the word into our hearts. So all healing, all deliverance, that all comes from the word. That all comes from Jesus. Jesus is our healer. Jesus is our deliverer. Jesus set us free. When we prophesy, we are prophesying the words of God through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, through our mouths. So if we want these things that Jesus has done operating in our lives, we need to plant this word into our lives, into our hearts. If we plant the word of deliverance, the fact that Jesus is our deliverance, the fact that the Holy Spirit is powerful enough to deliver, the fact that we have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his glorious light. If we let that word grow in our heart, in our, the quiet place, in our bedroom, in our prayer closet, while we're sitting at the back doing, it's just meditating on that word and letting that word become true in our hearts, that word will grow and it will come out of our mouths as a harvest 30, 60, 100 times. We will be set free and we will set others free. Amen. That is how the supernatural works with the word. Avery is up next and she's got an even more exciting word. This is very stressful. It's anxiety. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I want to greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, thank you, Mom and Dad, for this amazing opportunity. So first of all, I'll be speaking about the presence of God. But first, before we get there, last night as I was preparing, <clears throat> the Lord said to me, thank you, Logan, for playing. You cannot speak about my presence if you do not have an encounter with me. I cannot speak of something that I don't know of. So before I can give the word to you, God had to encounter me first. And as I was sitting there this morning, the spirit of the Lord, and as Brandon said, the presence of him, he was here this morning. So in order for me to give a beautiful word, he first had to encounter me. And I want you guys to write that down. In order for you to come and tell people things about God, he first needs to encounter you. So what must I do? I need to open myself, yield everything that is of me, die to myself, and give God the opportunity to encounter me. Amen. The presence of God is here today. But the first thing that we need to do is acknowledge Him. 
We need to be aware of him. We need to understand who he is. We need to walk in the way that he wants us to walk. Mom and dad one day came into the office because they are early risers and they give you anxiety because they are there before you. And we live on the property and then we come there and they are there. So when I got into the office, I saw mom and dad's laptop bags on the, in their office, but I didn't see them. So I went to the kitchen and I went to go and switch on the kettle and I put cups ready for their coffee. When they walked into the room, the coffee was ready. God says, in order for you to experience my presence, prepare for me. If you cannot prepare for me, my presence will go. I was aware and I will acknowledge that they were somewhere around here. Their presence, even though I didn't see them, their presence was in the room. So I prepared a coffee for mom and dad. For when they come, they'll have a hot cup of coffee. So prepare yourself for the presence. Be aware of who he is. The presence of God, and Daniel touched on this, Dan, is the highest approval that man can get from God. If he seals it, no man can do anything about it. So the approval of his presence gives you the approval to move and operate in the power of who he is. Hallelujah. I can stand here and be the most eloquent speaker. But if I do not recognize his presence, then what I'm saying is only words without presence. What is the presence? It's the person of God. If the presence is in the place, the person of Jesus is here. If the presence moves around, the person of God is here. And if you miss that because you are not aware, you are not prepared, and you do not acknowledge, you will miss who Jesus is. Amen. Because the presence of God cannot be fabricated. It's not something you can make up. I can stand here and say beautiful things, but I cannot fabricate. I can't duplicate the presence. You will see it's a lie. So the presence of God can never be fabricated. Fabric English? It's why I came by donkey car with me, man. <laughs> if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. Amen. Let's go to Exodus 33, verse 14, the NLT. It says, The Lord replied, My presence go, will go with you, and I will give you rest. He says this to Moses. My presence will go with you, it will go for you, and it will go before you. My presence, Moses, dad, mom, will accompany you when you need it. When life throws its darts at you, the way you will make it is when you are hidden in the presence. Moses asks the Lord in Exodus, he says, God, shows, show me your face. He says, I can't show you my face because you will die. But I will hide you in the cleft of the rock. 
So when you are in the presence of God, there's hidden things. He hides you from the things that the enemy wants to come and give to you. So God, he hides in the presence. We are what we are because of his presence. We can and would never be able to be where we are in this life without the presence of God. We could have never made it without the presence of God. In the middle of a crisis, the presence of God is with you. The presence of God protects you. It hides you from every fiery dart of the enemy. God says this morning, family, my presence is for you. It is with you and it goes before you. Matthew 28, 20 says, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And I am with you always, even at the end of age. People will abandon you. People will betray you. People will leave you. But God will never, no matter what, because the highest approval for God is His presence. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. For if God is for us, who can be against us? Then there's three things that you have to do when you're in the presence of God. Number one, worship. We do not worship God without the reason. We worship God because He is worthy. That's the only thing. Number two, revelation. When you're in the presence of He reveals Himself. The presence of God makes sure that He speaks. If you are in the presence, He speaks. So your ear needs to be ready to hear His voice. Because in the presence, His mouth is open. He's ready to reveal Himself. Number three, in the presence of God, there's fellowship and communion. Without the presence, we won't be able to communion, have communion and fellowship with each other. But in the presence of God, you have to fellowship with God. Be intimate with Him. To be in the presence, you must fellowship with Him. Matthew 4, 4 says, But He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word proceeding from the mouth of God, which means we cannot, Daniel said this, we cannot sustain the presence of God in the house without the word. If there's no word, there's no presence. If you have no word inside of you, you, are, you don't have presence. So in order to sustain the presence of God, we have to have the word of God. Because the word of God and the presence together brings transformation and change. Without the word and the presence, there's no transformation. There's no change. There's no healing the sick. There's no cleansing the leper. There's no waking up the dead. There's no resurrection. When we are in his presence, we find ourselves at rest. When God says, my presence is here. Take dad, for instance. He took the call before I end, of being in full-time ministry. Because he's in the rest of God's presence, God is working, the wall is down. The wall is going down. Why? Not because of dad's hand, 
Because when dad is not at rest in his presence, God cannot work. We need to do this, surrender to all that we know and find ourselves in the rest of God. Because in the presence, there's noah, there's rest in God. If we do not have rest, we will toil and we will work and we will have no feet and no anything. We will be tired, but we find ourselves in the rest of God. We will find ourselves in the presence. And lastly, Psalm says, you will show me, Psalm 16, 11, you will show me the path of life in your presence. There is fullness. Fullness of what? Fullness of joy, peace, life, abundance. But then further on, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. To know the presence, you will have to have a relationship with God. And my last scripture is that I said to Jared and Joni, Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is wherever you go. At the end of time, stay in his presence. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you, mom and dad, for the opportunity. Thank you, brother and sister. I can feel the fires. The platform is definitely on fire. Praise God. Pathways to the supernatural. Amen. I'm going to share a little bit of a testimony of how I got to give my life to the Lord because it ties in so beautifully with one I want to share with us this morning. So a friend of mine invites me to home soul. I've been wanting to go to church for many, many years. And then she says, okay, friend, I'll fetch you. We go. The first thing I notice when we enter is the presence of God. The place was oozing with the presence and the people. They were so loving and so kind. And one of the things that I realized was that the place was the, the host were young people, very, very young. And I was so challenged in my heart. And I remember saying, God, I want to be like one of these. So there was a sickly woman there and then she was prayed for. They asked her to stand up. And then all the young people praying in tongues, I was there mesmerized. And they pray, they lay their hands on the woman and the woman falls to the ground. The power of God hits her. And I'm like, God, I want to be like one of these. I don't know how, but I want to be one of, like one of these young women. Long story short, they invite me to church. It was on a Wednesday. I won't forget. And Sunday morning, I'm there ready. I meet everybody. The presence of God is so deep in this place. I had never experienced something like this. So a couple of weeks, I got involved in the youth. And then there was a project the youth was running. And then we were sent to do some errands. So I leave with a couple of young people. And one of the guys approaches me. Hi, sister. We've been seeing you. What's your name? Are you born again? He asked me. And I'm like, no, I'm not saved. I'm not. He's like, have you not received Jesus as your Lord? And I said, no. Why? I'm sure you are also surprised. Why would you respond like that? And the reason was because growing up, I always heard how people around me were talking bad about the so-called Christians. 
they are these people that think they are the eat of this world, super criticizing one another. They think they are the holier than thou. They were a crazy bunch and I didn't want to associate myself with those kind of people. But I like being in their presence. I like and I enjoyed the flow in everything. So one of the brothers says to me, sister, can I share Jesus with you? And I say, yeah, of course. And then he shares the gospel with me and immediately my eyes got open and, and understanding grabbed my heart praise the lord and right there and then as we were waiting for the stuff to be loaded on the truck i gave my life to jesus christ it's a very beautiful ending but lack of understanding almost robbed me of my eternity I was with the church people, I was in the presence, the word was coming forth from the altar Sunday to Sunday, but my lack of understanding could have cost me my eternity. I would have perished. The, people's, the word of God says people perish because of lack of, hallelujah. So here is Jesus, he's been followed by multitudes and he's teaches them the kingdom of God. And he, the way he does it is very interesting because he's doing it using the parables. He's not directly teaching the word as it is. And he says the kingdom of God is like so-and-so farmer. Uh, Brother Dan touched on it. Go sow seeds, some false, you know, uh, wayside, whatever, whatever, you know the story. And at the end of it all, the disciples go to Jesus and they're like, Master, why are you teaching the kingdom of God or the people in parables and listen to J Jesus's response in Matthew 13 uh, verse 13 my sister he says this is why I speak to them in parables though seeing they do not see though hearing they do not hear or or understand verse 15 for these people's hearts had become or you can say grown dull they hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes the, the next verse verse 16 in other words Jesus is saying to them they can see but they, they don't see they can hear but they don't really, really hear. They don't have a revelation. You touched on it. They don't have an understanding. So I have to bring it down to them in a way that they understand. Praise the Lord. And there's a verse that I'm looking for where Jesus says, understanding has to come from the heart. Because the aim... I think it was Wendy, she was sharing one Wednesday in home cell. She says, it doesn't matter how you know the scripture. Like I said, with me, I was in the house of God and the word was going out. It doesn't really matter how you know your Bible. If you do not have an understanding, if you do not have a revelation, unfortunately, you will not experience the supernatural of God. Praise the Lord. It says, but blessed are your ears for they see and uh, your ears. Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Carry on. There's a part where it says understanding has to be an understanding from the heart so when the word of God goes out the aim is not to get into your head praise the Lord the aim is for when Jesus was talking about the parable the aim was not for the seed to fall on the wayside to fall on rocky places or to fall for 
Okay, for truly I say to you, many prophets, righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it and hear what you hear and did not hear it. The next verse. Then hear then the parable of the sower. I probably didn't give you the verse, but there is a verse that speaks about the understanding of the heart. Praise the Lord. The scripture says in everything that you are seeking, in all you're seeking and you're searching, seek understanding. Because I believe that understanding is one of the keys that leads, praise the Lord, to us walking in, in the supernatural. So the way I put it, I say understanding is the true foundation foundation of faith. Understanding is the true foundation of walking in the supernatural. The verse I'm looking for, Jesus says, then when you have the understanding in your heart, when you've caught the revelation of my word, then I will teach then I will provide, then, in, sorry, not teach, but touch rather. Then I will touch, I will provide, and you will begin to experience and to walk in my power. Praise the Lord. Verse 23, this is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160, 30 times what was sown. Who is this person? Is the person that the Bible says the seed fell on good ground. And it didn't just fall on good ground, but he it fell and the person, understood the word praise the lord but the seed but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and does what church remember we hear with the ears we see with the eyes but we understand with the heart so the aim every time the word of god comes out from this pulpit the aim is to reach your heart so that it can produce the bible says 30 60 or 100 fold you could be sitting here this morning wondering lord i need this understanding the prophet isaiah speaks in the book of isaiah prophesying about the coming of the holy spirit he says one of the attributes of the holy spirit is that he is the spirit that gives understanding he is the spirit that gives wisdom listen to paul he's praying a very powerful prayer as i close in ephesians chapter 1 verse number 17 he says i pray that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation in the knowledge of him the next verse the eyes of your to be enlightened God is interested, uh, children of God, this morning for us to grasp, to get it, not with just our eyes, our ears, our hearts. He says that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of God. It doesn't matter how we speak about the riches and our inheritance and our calling. If we do not have understanding, we will not experience the supernatural power of God. Praise the Lord. So this morning, it is my prayer that the Holy Spirit, Brother Dan touched on it. He says something beautiful. He says the Spirit of the Lord is the guarantee. The Bible says he is given to us to make us know the things that God has freely given to us. So if you want to experience and walk in the presence of the Lord, in the word of God being manifest and being made alive, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to open our hearts so that we may have the understanding that the word of God is talking about this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Mom and Dad, for the opportunity. Amen. I trust Amen. you. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed today's message. 
Our services are streamed live on our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.30. For more information and resources, please go to our website, www.frontlinecitychurch.co.za or look us up on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.